Fear not. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be to all the people. Yeah, and do not be overly alarmed by my massive angel muscles. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give you a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're worried that I would have a heart attack, but fear not, for with me, I always carry a little bottle of nitroglycerin, yeah? <laughs> it's, good for, it's good for heart attacks and good for making bombs. <laughs> yeah. And do not fear um, because this military exercise is only a simulation so that I could uh, inform you of how the very first Christmas appeared to me. <laughs> I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. As governor of two divisions of angels in God's army, Los Angeles and Sacramento, I came and spoke to you years ago. And when I was here at that time, I said, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so do not fear. Do not fear. Now, maybe some of you, you are thinking to yourself, uh, I don't remember any G.I. Joe types on Christmas Eve. Yeah, well, hear me now and believe me later. Luke chapter 2, verse 13. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. Yeah, you think that a heavenly host is like Martha Stewart preparing uh, holiday meals, yeah, for festive occasions. Look it up. Heavenly host means heavenly army, yeah? You, you, yeah, you think that an angel is a, a gilly man with wings. There were no gilly angels in your Bible. Why do you think that we always say, fear not? How, how does this make sense to you? Fear not, for we are flying naked babies with wings, yeah? <laughs> you, you think that we are like a flying naked baby band. Fear not, or we will sing sweetly to you our flying naked baby songs, <laughs> yeah. You sing that song, it came upon the midnight clear, the glorious song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. <laughs> yeah, I did not play the harp. This was my instrument of choice. Israeli military industries, nine millimeter semi-automatic Uzi subfire machine gun. Yeah, with this instrument I could deliver a message. Yeah, angel means messenger, yeah? And uh, you have uh, maybe forgotten uh, that we were to deliver a message, and this was the song of old, Hebrews chapter two, verse two. The message declared by angels, every disobedience uh, received a just retribution. <laughs> yeah, I think this picture is more accurate. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, better get the message. You better get, get the message. Now, um, actually, I would manifest uh, with this weapon, yeah? You have forgotten that this weapon and this weapon deliver a very similar sort of message, yeah? <laughs> actually, I prefer to manifest with neither of these weapons. Now I will show you my favorite guns. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, it would just, I would just manifest. And the side of my massive angel muscles, the enemies of God would be paralyzed with fear. I would say, hear me now and believe me later, you little gilly man. Yeah. Yeah, look, this is your brain, yeah? Yeah, that's your brain. And this is your brain on the angel muscle. <laughs> kind of flabby muscle. <laughs> ah! Yeah. That's a pretty good muscle. Yeah, pretty good, eh? Yeah, there's, there's one person that does paralyze me with fear. <laughs> and that's the church cleaning lady. So I'm, I'm going to clean this up just a little bit, yeah? Yeah, I, I used to always want to manifest in my little angel speedo, you know? <laughs> yeah, because that would show more of my, of my muscle. But uh, high command kept sending message to me. <laughs> put, on your, put on your pants, Arnold. Put on your pants. Well, anyway, I'm going to take my weapons off now. Yeah? Okay? Because I do not want you to be paralyzed with fear. Yeah. So... You don't need to be paralyzed with fear. I will take my weapons off and unmanifest. I'm unmanifesting my, and my microphone, my massive angel muscles. Yeah. So you'll not be paralyzed with fear. And you will hear, you will hear the message. Just a moment to take off my diaper. That's what we, that's what we call these. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Now, are you paralyzed with fear? Are you okay? Yeah. Just a moment. Yeah. Ah. Well, I wanted to show you that, uh, yeah, I am a warrior angel. Yeah? And that uh, I had a message. Sometimes uh, the order from high command would be apocalypse now. That means manifest now, uh, revelation now. Sometimes the order was apocalypse now, and sometimes the order was terminate now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terminator. That was the order when we received for Sodom and Gomorrah and even the order for Jerusalem, yeah? Fire came down from heaven. Fire was on our swords. We shot fire. Hebrews chapter 1, he makes his angels flame of fire, yeah? And sometimes you'll be able to see the fire. Sometimes you will not be able to see the fire. The breath of God is the fire. And now I must tell you the breath of God, the word of God, the Lord of hosts, the commander of God's army. is one like a, a son of man, the angel of Yahweh. He's called the angel, but he's not like us. Yeah? He's not only a messenger, he's the message. He not only speaks the words of God, he is the word of God. He would fight uh, with fire, and we would fight with fire, but he is the, the fire. The breath, the message, the word, the fire, they're, they're one, the angel of Yahweh. He appeared to Abraham and told him about his son. He wrestled with Jacob and named him Israel, and, and Jacob worshipped him, Yeah. He appeared to the burning, in the burning bush. He appeared as a flame, appeared like a pillar of fire that led the Israelites through the wilderness. He, he appeared in the burning bush as a flame. He appeared to Joshua, called himself the commander of God's army. 
Joshua worshipped him. He appeared to Gideon and went up in the flame, the angel of Yahweh, Lord of hosts. He walked in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He appeared to Daniel as one like a son of man on fire. He is with God, and he is God. And all things were made through him. He is the beginning and the end. He is the generation and the termination. I was a terminator, but he is the termination. He led us in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, and he led us even in the destruction of Jerusalem. Yeah, Ezekiel 9. Each time the heavenly host would, we would celebrate a great victory over the powers of evil and the fallen children of, of Adam. But when we would look at the Lord of hosts, he would only be weeping. And we could not keep him from weeping. I could not help but worship him. He is the king of glory. Yeah? <laughs> he is the king of glory. I could not help but worship him, but I did not understand him. I did not understand why he did not terminate you. Yeah? I could not understand why he cared for you. I could not understand uh, why he loved you. I mean, I had so much animosity for, for you. Little bubbles of nothingness, darkness. I, I could not see what he saw in you. He, he cared for you, but he could not even appear to you. Evil is devoured just by the manifestation of his presence. His glory would utterly destroy the little dark bubble of nothingness that you are. If he said, hear me now, you could not believe him later. For just his voice, just his, his voice would crush the dark little bubble of nothingness that is you. And then he would only weep. <laughs> yeah. And we could not stop his weeping. But now I must tell you about Christmas, yeah? That's why I'm here. Christ Mass. It means Christ mission, Messiah mission, Lord of host invasion. At last he would conquer your dark little little planet. I will show you now and you believe me, believe me later, yeah? This is a photograph of your planet, yeah? Yeah, you see it? See the starry horse and, and your planet. Do you, do you see it? Let's zoom in. Yeah, zoom in. Yeah, see it? Yeah, zoom in more. Yeah, zoom in. Yeah, see it? Yeah, zoom in more, zoom in more, yeah. This is what we were talking, what we were invading. Hear me now and believe me later. You think that outer space is dark and lifeless and empty and, and void. You call it empty space. And that this world, the earth is light and living and full and solid and you call it matter. But even your scientists tell you that matter does not matter. And what seems to be full is really empty. And what seems to be empty may be really full. We angels did not lead a large hadron collider to tell us this, yeah? Okay. But maybe what you call outer space is, is light and life and full and solid like heaven. And what you call this world is dark and dead and empty and void. Yeah, like hell. You say, we went to space and we did not see God. 
We dug a hole in the ground and we did not see the devil. Maybe you don't see so good. You ever seen truth? You ever seen love? Nothing is more real than love. God is love. We call your world the, the dark planet. Your entire world a dark little bubble of nothingness in a massive universe. You live on the skin of the bubble. Between being and non-being. Between light and dark. Between life and death. Between full and the empty. Between heaven and hell. Yeah. You stand, you stand on your world this way. Yeah, you see that? There you are right there, standing on your world. You stand on your world this way because you think it's solid. But we stand on our world this way. Yeah, see us? Yeah. <laughs> you are upside down. You pay far too much attention to gravity, the pull of of your world pulling on you. Your entire world is like a little dark bubble of non-being and an unending universe of being that is God. Read your Bible. In him we live and move and have a being, yeah? We had made various forays into your world, the dark planet, but Christmas was the full-scale invasion of your little dark bubble by the Lord of hosts and the very kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, kingdom of heaven. I was certain that we would conquer your bubble, burst your bubble, and your bubble would be no more. For how could the king of glory fit into what? As such a little, small, dark, dark bubble without blowing it wide open. You know, this picture kind of reminds me of this picture, yeah? No, no, next picture, this picture, invasion, next picture. This picture kind of reminds me of the next picture. Okay, I don't see the next picture. Yeah, yeah, one more. Yeah! Kind of reminds me of that picture. See, I'm spectacular, right? Spectacular on the outside, but not so spectacular on the inside. At Christmas, we would attack your world, and we would attack your heart. Christmas is a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have a dark little bubble world, and you have dark little bubble hearts full of stone and cholesterol. <laughs> There's a stone and, and nothingness, matter that does not matter, nothingness. Your heart is like that egg that I crushed with my massive angel muscles. I've already told you I did not understand what he saw in you. And now I do. Yeah? Hear me now and believe me later. It was along about zero as you measure time here. We had been involved in heavy combat with the fallen angelic powers of the kings of the east, specifically Orient R, <laughs> the wee kings of Orient R. You will know this region as Assyria, Persia, and Babylon. In your day, you called them Syria, Iran, and Iraq. This, this warfare was what I simulated so excellently for you at the start of our presentation, yeah? 1,500 years ago, we... Uh, 
for 1,500 years, I should say. No, 3,500 years ago. We'd worked for 1,500 years to establish a, a perimeter, a perimeter for the impending and apocalyptic invasion, codenamed Christmas. Perimeter established, we were called into formation, hovering in stealth mode over the plains of the Judean quadrant. It was then that we anticipated the arrival of the king of glory. Yeah. We were pumped. We were pumped. The air was clear. No fallen angel demons with their approach. Below me, I saw nothing except some sheep herders. Sheep herders with their dark little bubble hearts. I could sense the darkness. Just then, the archangel Michael manifests, and the glory of the Lord shone around him, and, and one of the sheep herders wet himself. Yeah. His name was Larry. Yeah. Didn't tell you that. Michael manifests and says something about goodwill and the, and the baby that I, I did not understand. Goodwill and babies. And then to high angel telepathy, as he was speaking this, we received our, our next command. Apocalypse now. Manifest now. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. Yeah, I mean, archangels and, and cherubim and seraphim and grunt angels and private angels were manifesting all over the sky, flexing our muscles and shooting fire. We were praising God and saying glory to God. Our praise to God is fire. We are praising with tongues of fire. And I thought, here we go as I anticipated the next order terminate now and just then to high frequency angel telepathy we received our next message for transmission peace on earth goodwill toward men and then the order stand down stand down all legions stand down stand down I went back into angelic stealth hover mode. Predictably, the sheep herders were little quivering mounds of, of jello. They're pale eyes with fear. <laughs> they did not understand. And I did not understand. I did not understand. And so, at that time, I began an analysis of what had just occurred. The archangel had said something about a baby. But why would we assemble the greatest military fighting force that the world had ever seen, uh, that planet Earth had ever seen? Why would we assemble such a force, establish a perimeter, and drop off a baby? <laughs> Nobody's afraid of a baby. I thought maybe the baby's rigged, yeah? like some sort of baby bomb, I-E-B, baby bomb, yeah. And then I thought, where's the angel of Yahweh? Where's the commander of the Lord's army, the Lord of hosts, the King of glory? I'd seen the glory of the Lord, but, but not the Lord. Then the words Savior, Bethlehem, manger, they all came back. Immediately I started moving toward Bethlehem with the rest of the heavenly hosts. All the Lord's army went into self-hover mode over this dark little stable at the edge of the town. And then I, I saw this girl. And she was not empty. She was full. In fact, I could sense that her insides were larger than all of the outside. And then it hit me. 
What had he seen in you? <laughs> Himself. Yeah. I thought, good God, he has descended into the belly of the beast. How can this be? How can this be? And then she gave birth to him, the Lord of hosts. Yeah. Amazing. He came out small and weak and kind of flabby. <laughs> he had no massive angel muscles, and yet hear me not, it was him. Like a light shining in the darkness. And yet he was weeping, he was weeping. And then that girl, she picked him up and she held him to her heart. He's, he's, he suckled at her bosom. And as she held him to her heart, he stopped weeping. We could not keep the Lord of hosts from weeping. Yeah, but she did. And then the sheep herders with dark little bubble huts, they arrived, and when they saw him, they were not paralyzed in fear. They began to smile and to laugh and to frolic about. They picked him up and were not devoured by fire. And then, short time later, kings from the east. Yeah, kings from the east. You still have problems with kings from the east, don't you? Yeah? Maybe you've got the wrong weapons. Now, maybe you need different weapons. Your pastor's been talking about some other, some other weapons. Well, it, it was kings from the east, you know, that had led Israel into captivity. But now Messiah baby had led kings of the east into captivity. He didn't conquer them with guns and tanks and Uzis and swords. He used baby power. The Lord of hosts had turned himself into a baby bomb. He conquered the kings of the east without speaking a word. He, he is the word. And this is what the word means. Hear me now. Believe me now. Believe me now and then you can hear me later. Trust me now and then you will want to follow me later. Love me now and then you will want to obey me later <laughs> that's the way it is with babies yeah they are so small and weak and and flabby and you think who's afraid of a baby so you pick it up yeah you pick it up and you make space for it in your dark little bubble heart and then it grows yeah it grows on you and in you and before you know it you are paying all of its expenses yeah and even willing to die for it, if, if need be. I mean, if a grown man came up to you in the park and he said to you, pay for all my expenses and be willing to die for me if need be, you'd be intimidated, yeah? You'd be maybe afraid and kind of angry. You would not obey, at least not from your dark bubble heart. It would be closed. And you would not love him. For many thousands of years, God had been saying, hear me now. Love me now. With all of your heart, love me now. And no one did. Until that girl picked up the Lord of hosts and held him to her heart. The Lord of hosts had conquered her heart. And he is God's heart. There was a heart attack. 
baby bomb. And then I understood. 8th century BC, king of Syria came against king of Judah. Isaiah the prophet said to the king, do not fear and behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a, a, a son and you'll call his name Emmanuel. I remember thinking at the time, but, 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 but they don't need a baby. They need an army. But now I understand. It was the baby bomb. Emmanuel, God in the baby. The baby bomb. Revelation 12, you can read the Christmas story. Universe is at war. Dragon and his angels against the Lord of hosts. And in the middle, a woman has a baby, the baby bomb. You may be thinking, yeah, that's amazing. Um, how you made a perimeter, came to earth to drop off a baby, a baby bomb. But this baby bomb sounds a little hot on the baby. Yeah. Baby bombs are dangerous for babies. You know, we watched the perimeter and guarded him as he grew up among you. The Lord of hosts had been emptied of his great power, but I began to see his glory, his real glory. Before, I only saw the edge of his glory, the outside of his glory, and I would have to shield my face. But now, I began to see the heart of glory, and I could not stop looking. It was never more brilliant than the day the men of your world with their dark little bubble hearts nailed him to the tree. I was governor of two of the 12 divisions of angels stationed in stealth hovermore directly over the tree. I watched him cry, Father, forgive them. And what I saw next absolutely horrified me. I saw darkness and sin and death. It came for him and it covered him and we were ordered to do nothing but stand down. It, it covered him. He was like a, a sponge that just soaked up the sin of the world and I watched as he, as he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then I heard the order. Terminate now. And the wrath of God fell on him. Not the men with their dark little bubble hearts. The wrath of God fell on God. The sky was black, the earth shook. He had descended into the belly of the beast. He had descended into the heart of the earth. He had descended into hell, the baby bomb. The Jesus bomb. No words can describe my shock and awe as what I saw when he cried, Father, forgive them, and then why have you forsaken me? But then I, I remembered what he had said. Do you know what he had said? I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'll be back. You know that he died for you. He's descended into hell and he was raised from the dead, resurrected from the dead, having borne your sin to destruction. He terminated termination. He's the death of death because he is the life. The life 
eternal. Just like you've been studying Ephesians 4 verse 10. Listen, hear me now. Believe me now. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Yeah. Did you hear that? Fill all things. Do you think he can do it? Do you think the Lord of hosts can do it? Yeah. <laughs> that day, that day I looked at that tree and his dead body hanging there. And I saw something absolutely amazing. It was running down the wood and soaking into the earth and forming a river. And it was on fire. It was blood, blood that was on fire. It was the fire of, of, of God. Earlier that day, I had seen the same thing. He took, he took bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is for you. Eat it. And in the same way, he took a cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. I look at the cup and there was fire in the cup. Fire in the cup. The fire is the glory of God, which is the love of God, which is God. God is a consuming fire. And God is love. And God is one. And Jesus from the bosom of the Father, the heart of the Father, he has made him known. And now I know there are two ways to invade your world. From the outside in and from the inside out. From the outside in and you are consumed by fire. You are burned by love, but from the inside out, and you are filled with fire. You are burning with love. The greatest of all made himself least of all in order to invade your dark little bubble heart and conquer it with love. You know, if you want to capture someone to make them your slave, you can get large and invade them from the outside, yeah? But if you want to capture someone to make them your lover, then you must get small and invade from the inside. Fear not, the Bible says, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. Yeah, amazing. I can make a girl do what I want by pointing my Uzi at her. <laughs> but she would not love me. I can make a girl do what I want by impressing her with my massive angel muscles, but she would not love me. She would love my massive angel muscles. The Lord of hosts gave up his massive angel muscles. He was born into your world as a little baby. Let you kill him as a weak man on a cross so that you would not be frightened or intimidated so that you would see his heart, the heart of God, and you would pick him up and you would hold him to your own heart like a, like a baby in a manger, like a seed in a womb. Did you know that your dark little bubble heart really is an egg? It's not meant to be crushed with massive angel muscles, but fertilized with the life of God, the promised seed. Yeah. Now I know what he sees in you. <laughs> Himself, yeah?
And now I know what is the just retribution. He is the just retribution. Every disobedience will receive a just retribution. More accurately, every disobedience will receive a righteous payment of reward, your Bible says. That means every bad will will receive God's goodwill. God repays your sin with his righteousness, yeah? His goodwill. It's not just peace on earth, goodwill toward men, but peace on earth, goodwill in men. God's goodwill destroys your bad will, bad will and, and makes himself your own will. God is creating you goodwill. Justice is God's will in place of your bad will. Justice is God's grace in place of your, your sin, yeah? Justice is God in your stinky manger heart. That's justice, yeah. Justice is God's heart in your heart. That's a heart attack. <laughs> That's a baby bomb. Jesus in you, Christ in you. I know it's hard for you to believe. I know. It's hard for an egg to know just how wonderful it truly is. I cannot begin to express how much you mean to the Lord of hosts. You're his bride. You're his body. You are his sanctuary. His sanctuary is the little dark manger that you think you are. Perhaps you and all my massive angel muscles, yeah? The start of the program, yeah, pretty impressive. But hear me now, and believe me now, <laughs> I am in awe of you. You know, we angels long to look into your salvation. Your Bible says that. You know, we come to your worship service. Sometimes people say they see us, yeah? Do, do you know why we come? Perhaps, number one, to God the perimeter. But it seems a little silly, don't you think, when you have a measurable greatness of power in you who believe? Perhaps you're thinking number two. Perhaps we come to terminate you. No, we did not come to terminate you. We just come to pump you up, yeah? We, we whisper in your ear, go for it, have courage. The Lord of hosts is your husband, go for it, yeah. But really, the real reason, number three, you pump us up, yeah? Or maybe I should say Jesus in you pumps us up. Maybe I should say Christmas pumps us up. Yeah, every time. Every time that you come to this table, yeah, it's Christmas. We come to watch Christmas. It's Christmas for us. We go into stealth hover mode right over the table and we, we watch in shock and awe. We watch like, like dumbstruck shepherds and wise men kneeling by the side of a, of a manger. We watch as our king of glory enters in. Be silent, mortal flesh. Keep still. For it is about to happen again.
so on that night, the Lord of hosts took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body given to you. That's what he said. This is my body given to you. Take and eat. And in the same manner, after supper, and having given thanks, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the covenant in my blood. The life is in the blood. This is the covenant in my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of it, all of you, and do it in remembrance of me. And so we invite you to come forward, tear off a piece of the bread, dip it in the cup. The dark cups are wine. The light cups are juice. And I believe they're fire. They're the life of God given, given to you. And if you say, um, but I don't deserve this. You see, that's exactly the point. No one deserves the life of God. What could they deserve it with? This is grace. Now, if you don't want it, you can just walk on by. Um, that's fine, or stay in your seat, but I want you to know that he wants you. Your heart is that stinky manger. <laughs> Sorry to insult you that way, but Jesus is the one that said it. He said, out of the heart flows all manner of wickedness. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Jesus is begotten in your heart. God's grace is begotten in that place of sin. His goodwill implanted in the midst of your bad will. Three years ago on Christmas Eve, I think it was the second service, I was back at that door, and a friend of mine grabbed me at the door. He said, Peter, I have to tell you something. He was visibly shaken. He, he said, tonight I came forward and I, I took the bread, and when I held it, it began to beat. So what he said. Like every five to eight seconds, this deep beat, and it, and it lasted for like five minutes. He's just freaked out by it. That same night, another woman in our church grabbed my wife, and she said, Susan, did you hear it? Did you hear it? That, that deep heartbeat during communion. I heard this deep heartbeat. You see, I think God is planning to give us his heart. I think he is giving us his heart. I think he has given us his heart. So let's receive it. Let's pray. Just pray with me. Father, you, you can pray this silently in your heart after me. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your heart. So that's what you've been wanting to give me, your heart. I confess my heart, my bad will. I want your good will. Be born in me, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Grow in me, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Jesus, I'm your body, I'm your bride, 
I'm his sanctuary. In his name, amen. Now, that's good news. And it's Jesus' birthday, okay? So uh, let's celebrate. <laughs> All right. Listen to this scripture. John chapter 1, verse 9. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own home and to his own people, and they did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right, the power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but the will of God. Christmas. Amen. Christmas. <laughs> That's right. You are Christmas. You remember that. Amen. Amen. <laughs>